back to these conversations. Thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring homie Matt and I. Hope you enjoyed listening to us do our all-time best drama TV show draft episode. Hope we gave you some good recommendations and breakdowns on shows you maybe heard about, hadn't had the chance to see yet, and uh, give you a good list to delve into as we head into the warm summer months. So now for episode 112 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt. So it's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a great day right now. If you thought last episode there was a lot of prep and complicated decisions to make, wait till you wait till you see what we have in store for you guys tonight. And Eric, why don't you just tell everyone right away what we're doing? Absolutely. So yeah, for this one, we're going to be doing something that we've never done again on the pod. You might have seen before on YouTube videos of other programs doing, but we're going to be basically tiering all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so the MCU movies, into different categories, starting from S, which stands for Supreme, is my understanding, and then A, B, C, D, E, F. So seven categories for which we have 32 movies to assign to. Now, for symmetrical purposes, we've limited ourselves to five movies per category or grade, and then two movies will fall into the F category, which, because, let's be real, there aren't that many MCU movies that truly merit an F grade, but we'll find a spot for two of them. And I just want to say, before we get into this, this would definitely be an episode that would be better served to watch on YouTube instead of just listening to. You definitely will be able to follow along as we go through each movie in the MCU, give our thoughts on it, and place it in a category. But I do believe that this would be better served in a visual format. So if you want to just hop over YouTube, type Easy Conversations, or if you type my name, Eric Saloom, it'll lead you to my channel, and you'll then be able to watch. All of our episodes are up there, actually, on YouTube. So if you want to head over there, I would strongly recommend. If not, well, you can continue listening to us as we dissect these movies in sonic form we're gonna start with the two latest mcu movies that kicked off phase five so ant-man quant ant-man and the wasp can't forget the wasp quantumania and gardens of the galaxy 3 now we're just gonna dive right into this ant-man and the wasp quantumania the last time we did this show matt you had not seen ant-man and the wasp quantumania i had I gave my thoughts on that pod in a post-production recording, just ripping this mm. movie. I want to throw it over to you, Matt, first. What were your thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and where would you see this movie fitting in our tiering f- format? To sum it up in one sentence, Ant-Man, Quantumania, to me, is like a hot mess <laughs> of a story. It's, it's definitely going to be an E for me, the second bottom tier all over the place with the story. I felt like I felt like the special effects were weak. The story was all over the place. The characters were not well written. Like it was it was not enjoyable to watch whatsoever. That was my biggest problem with the movie. I only like tiny bit of the I, like I like Kang the Conqueror was cool. That was might might have been the only redeeming factor, but there's so many things in the movie that took me out of the viewing experience that I I had to give this movie like two stars and I'm ranking it an E. The du- the stupidest thing in the movie, minor spoiler here, is 
the giant head Humpty Dumpty floating around. <laughs> I, I was laughable. Like, my girlfriend was watching it with me, and she, she knows nothing about Marvel, and she's like, what the hell are, we, are you watching? Why are you watching this right now? I'm like, I have to watch to follow, like, you know, to continue the storyline of the overall arc, but what a terrible movie, Eric. One of the worst Marvel movies. Do you agree? I'm definitely not going to argue with you on that E ranking. It's it's close to an F, honestly, in my books. I don't think yeah. it is, though. I think there is worse out there. But this was a swing and a miss for Marvel on the biggest scale, or I guess literally the smallest scale possible, talking quantum <laughs> realm here. I rewatched this movie in anticipation of this episode. I watched it again, put myself through that punishment on Sunday I'm never watching this movie again in my life. Like that's a guarantee. I'm never going back to this movie. I'll just I'm gonna throw it up on the graphic here where it belongs in the E category. Just brutal. And the best part of the movie for me was obviously like that did not change. It was my appreciation for King was definitely my favorite part of the movie. His and mm-hmm. Janet Van Dyme's interactions, like in the past especially, were my favorite parts of the movie. I thought they nailed that. That's what they should have focused on more, in my opinion. Cut the whole... Now, I kind of do want to talk about this movie a little bit with you there before we go to the others. Okay. Full spoilers, obviously, here. Cut the whole refugee part out of the movie. Not only that, but that third act, man, I was so mad watching this the first time. Like I was fuming watching the uprising, the end game, (laughs) Rise of Skywalker-esque, like, Everyone's joining forces. Cassie Lang, uplifting speech in the tower. I was just rolling my eyes the whole time. It did not hit for me. And then the, like, I want to just drop F-bombs here. The ants coming through was so infuriating for me. Like, that's like some kids stuff right there. That was for the kids. Maybe that's it. It does work for kids. But for me, as someone who... And I think this shouldn't just be for kids. I think for everyone. If you're kind of if you're trying to set up Kang as your next big villain, Thanos level threat, and you're telling me that Hank Pym and some ants in the quantum realm can take him down, that's a joke in my books. An absolute farce. And I could just keep going here, but I don't want to be too negative yeah. off the rip. I think this is probably the worst rant you're going to get. And I'm glad to get it out of the way early because I do love the MCU. But this was just like horrible movie in my opinion. Yeah. And all, like also the horrible thing, like I feel like they just told Paul Rudd to improvise or just do your thing like without a lot of direction because like I found, I found a lot of the humor with him missed. Yes. And I didn't like all this, the scene with the million Ant-Mans, like the clones or whatever in his head. I didn't like the stuff with his daughter where she's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing my own thing on the side with the technology. Like you'd be furious at your daughter and you'd be mad at Hank that like she has a suit. Like that was just happening so fast. Like, oh yeah, I know how to do everything. Like almost, <laughs> almost everything. Like that was stupid and it's called Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I felt like the Wasp had no, like, she was just a side, just tag-along character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ant things were stupid. The Bill Murray thing took me way out of the movie, like, casting Bill Murray in that small role. It was so stupid. Stupid. <laughs> um, Glad oh, you were getting me all riled up when you were talking, Eric. I was like, yeah. It's, <laughs> oh. It was like a cookie cutter, like, let's just throw all this. 
let's have lame green screen background CGI. Like, it looked like horrible. Like, the prequel Star Wars trilogy looked better and it was made 20 years ago. Like, the backdrops and... Or it was as good as that and that was made 20 years ago, I should say. I don't know. It felt... Very jarring movie. Jonathan Majors was good, though. We can... I don't know what's happening with him in the future, but, like, he was great in the movie. He was the only good part of the movie. That's all I'm going to say. Ugh. I, just, I can't believe you watched it twice, Eric. You're a good man for that, like, two-time watch. Oof. It was really for Rough. this pod and to see if my opinions would change, knowing that it wasn't. And it's like mm. it brings it back to a point that you made a, a while ago now on the pod is, should we be upset if a movie doesn't do what we kind of wanted right. it to do and like doesn't meet our expectations? I think yes. I think it is totally valid and rational to be upset if something doesn't go the way you want it to because now it's really like besmirching the greatness that we're used to seeing from Marvel and yeah. They really they didn't push the envelope like you said it's cookie cutter. It's like just uninspiring and I know all the Jonathan Major stuff is so it's very hard to comment on like say anything because he was the best part of this movie and we don't really know what where that's going now and in a sense yeah. this movie works in setting up like the future kings but now like are we even going to see this come to fruition is my question like there's a lot of uncertainty in the air and uh, it definitely is murky but and and that's another thing about this is like should a movie be excused because, oh, it's setting up stuff? I don't think so. I think this movie should have been on its own a great movie, giving us a formidable villain, which they promised us Kang would be. And then he was really not that. Like, he got punked. And it was frustrating to watch. Yeah. Like, he went from being OP to not even being able to take, in, take down Ant-Man, doing his best Captain America, I could do this all day impersonation at the right. end. Like it, that Again, it's a lot of stuff that frustrated me. But yeah, I agree too. Bill Murray should have been completely cut from this movie. The yeah. humor didn't land. A bit of it did. Like when they were clowning MODOK, that was kind of funny. But like there's some very, very cringe dialogue. And I've picked up on a lot of it the second time. Like 80% of, of uh, both... Ant-Man and Cassie's dialogue is saying Cassie or dad back and forth. It was like just very, again, uninspiring. So like I said, I'm, I'm done with this movie, never watching it again. It belongs in E. The more I think about it, maybe it belongs in F. We'll see when we revisit. But I think we're on my end. I'm good to, to move on from this movie. Sounds good. Let's move on to something <laughs> definitely better. And exactly. This, the I'll enter. Yeah. Do you want to introduce it? Go for it. Sure. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the other movie we got this year. This movie blew me out of the water, Eric. Um, it's my favorite Guardians movie. Like, instead of focusing on the story and have all the dialogue just along to move, just moving the plot along, James Gunn has, like, character development and you're laughing and crying and, well, perhaps crying with the characters at the same time. Like, you're feeling emotion while watching this movie. It's got an awesome soundtrack, great setting, action. I, I can't praise this movie enough. I was like super, super joyous once the movie ended. Big smile on my face, good times. In my opinion, this movie belongs... Well, now that we only... Uh, honestly, B. I'm uh, Sorry, sorry, not B. A. I put in the A's. So in the top 10. 
Okay. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts, Eric? Okay. So I liked Guardians. I actually saw it twice as well, <laughs> but different, different outcome. So the first time I saw it, I quite enjoyed it a lot. I'm just going to jump right away to the second time I saw it. I loved it the second time. So for me, it was elevated by knowing where it was going, which is what I was kind of hoping would happen with Ant-Man. But anyways, so very emotional movie, satisfying yeah. ending for all of our characters. And again, if you haven't seen, I'm going to spoil some stuff here. Going into the movie, I was expecting to see one of our guardians, if not two, die in this movie. Now that does not happen. Yet they're still able to pull off a very effective, heartwarming and like gut punching uh, send off for all the characters. And I think their endings all make sense. It was the Rocket Raccoon show. They made it quite clear that it was from the first scene. All of the the flashbacks were really sad and tough to watch. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. love the development that his character has had throughout all the Guardians movies. Honestly, they've had a a consistent growth in terms of their emotional uh, depth and like I said becoming three-dimensional characters never in a million years would I have thought that Nebula would be one of my favorite characters in a movie but she has become a truly a very great and strong character like I love that she is now attached to the Guardians like hearing her be happy that Rocket is alive and out of the coma at the end was like if Nebula is showing emotion like how can you not in a scene like that right right it was interesting to see star lord not have as much of a starring role in this one but i still think he did a good job like showing that he's struggling to get over gamora and i like where they went with her character too like pushing her down the ravager um line of work made total sense that they didn't bring her back to like what she used to be and as a part of the guardians family i feel like a lesser director would have gone that route but james gunn like that's the thing he knows this, these characters so well he's written them bled with them cried with them epic scenes mm-hmm. too like that hallway scene with the beastie boy song playing was so hype and oh, yeah i know i've said it. a lot there but overall really enjoyed it i agree with a honestly for now i'll say I could see yeah. maybe it pushing down, but we'll, I definitely don't mind a as a starting point for this movie. Like it, it, it was a like a uh, really good movie, best best movie we've had in a long time from Marvel. Absolutely. Two just two quick things on the movie: the scene where Rocket Raccoon is clawing the High Evolutionary's face like in anger. Every hair on my body stood up. Like I had chills, like intense goosebumps. Basically, like that. Moments like that, like, I don't get in a lot of Marvel movies, but James Gunn's able to, like, make me feel that way. James Gunn walks the fine line in all his Marvel movies and all the Guardian movies. He walks the fine line of having comedy and, like, silly stuff, but not going over the top. He has the perfect balance, you know? Yes, in Guardians 3, there's a dog that has telekinetic powers, whatever. There's there's some silly stuff, but it's it's done well. He doesn't go over the top like Taika did in Thor 4 or Ant-Man went, you know, like there's no, it's not re- stupid. It's, it doesn't become stupid. It just becomes like, oh yeah, he threw that in there, threw that in there to be funny. But anyways, he walks the fine line perfectly. James Gunn knows exactly what he's doing. His control over the script, the story, the characters. He's like a puppet master and he's very good at like showing his vision. So I can't wait to see his DC movies down the road. But for the Guardian movies, like the third one is his magnum opus 
It's his best movie, in my opinion, of his career. And yes, it belongs in A, and maybe we'll have to revisit to see if we can bump it up. But there are other strong heavy hitters, Eric. There are a lot of heavy hitters coming up, too. So I uh, I think A is good for now. And uh, yeah, terrific movie. I can't wait to rewatch it. It Like I said, it for me, it was even better on rewatch. So I'm curious to see what you think as well. High Evolutionary, too. I just want to say great villain. Like, he did a great job. But you're an absolute sicko if you liked that. If you're finding yourself oh, yeah. rooting for that character... There might be something like a little, uh, you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm just saying, I'm a villain guy, but like, but he did a great yeah, job. And like, he, that comes back to your epi- the episode we did of Every Hero Needs a Villain with Bassam, that he pulled off the a hero that a villain that truly makes you despise him, and that's a sign of a great villain, right? So hats off to that actor. He was uh, he definitely did his thing, and I'm sure we'll see him pop up in more. He's kind of been a hidden gem of an actor, like he. Popped up in Peacemaker is what I had seen him in. He was very good in that as well. That's right. No, I, I agree. Gardens at three. For, it's so tough for me. Like I, I'm a big fan of Gardens of the Galaxy, the OG. So it, doing a full-on... This might be the strongest trilogy too of like MCU. And that's something we can debate as we get into these more of these movies there. But no, great, yeah. great movie. I agree. It's, a, it's one of the top ones for sure. Now... We're going to go back and do like from chronological order. So bring it back in release dates for the movies that we're, we're adding now. So bringing it back at the one that started it all, Iron Man. I mean, I still remember when I saw this in theater. And we don't need to spend as much time as we did for those two. But we can still give thoughts as much as we want there. Uh, Iron Man in theaters with my mom at um, down the hill where it's now the, um, what's it called? Mayfair. Cine Stars. Cine Stars, yeah. So we went there. No expectations. Blew our minds. Awesome action movie. It It's a, a strong drama too. It, it just feels different than a lot of the other Marvel movies too. It has like a more adult feel while still having those comedic chops that we've come to expect. Like that laid the groundwork for everything MCU, right? Uh, for me, I want to throw Iron Man in S. I'm going to pass it off to you now. What are your thoughts on if we're to sell on that ranking? Before I get to the ranking, uh, Iron Man is a masterpiece because Robert Downey Jr. basically built the MCU like off the strength of his acting. Like he made those Avengers movie even better. He's it's our introduction to to Tony Stark in this movie. Robert Downey Jr. nails the role. It's a very like you said adult movie, real more realistic, grounded to reality, just with technology and stuff. No no like fantasy yet. Um, love the movie too. I, I have it in A, Eric. Okay. Because I find I think there's five movies that are better than it, but uh, we let's put it in S, but maybe we'll move it. How about that? Sure, like we can do that. Tentatively put in. Okay, let's yeah, do that. We can do that for sure. It is that good though. Like it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but like there's a lot. I mean, we'll we'll get to them. We'll get to them. No, for sure. Um, the next one that we may not spend too much time on, or I for me anyways, like I don't have much to say on this. It would be the next movie, which was Incredible Hulk. Like I told Matt off air before we start, I haven't seen this movie in circa 15 years and didn't even factor it when we came up with this idea to tier Marvel movies, but it is on the website that we're using. So I must find a place for it. I want to say, like, I don't recall not liking it. I thought it was a perfectly fine movie, but I literally have nothing to say on it. So I'm going to 
hand it off to you in terms of where we want to rank this, but especially given my familiarity with the other movies, I don't want to put this high. <laughs> like, I don't, like, this ain't a B movie for me. So, Incredible Hulk, I think it was just 17 when it came out, and I saw it in the theater and I enjoyed it. I have rewatched it, though, later on when I bought it. It does not hold up. I did not enjoy it at all, actually, compared to every other movie. Okay. I think Incredible Hulk belongs in F. <laughs> okay, um, it's nice. Just it's 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 dated like you watch it it's 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 really unlike any other mcu movie actually uh we're gonna talk about a lot of other ones i didn't like either down the road but like even those i would put above incredible hulk i'd rather watch those ones than the incredible hulk that's why incredible hulk's got to be an f for me love that take and i'm gladly putting it there i mean we only have two movies that can go in f so why not have one of them that i i haven't seen in like more than half my life. And I will take your word for it that it did not age well. So I'm not in a hurry to rewatch myself then. Now we can move on to another Perfect. one that at the time when this was um, released, I had no issue with it, which would be Iron Man 2. You know, thought it was fine. Uh, Whiplash was kind of cool. I, I like Don Cheadle as our um, new War Machine Army Hammer, not Army Hammer, but Justin Hammer was a solid B villain. Sam Rockwell, I thought he was pretty funny too. I, I want to say like one of the missiles that he created or like as a weapon was called like the ex-wife or something. Pretty funny. Like he had some funny moments in there. And introduced, mm-hmm. big plus for this movie was introduced Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. She was really good in that movie as a, like kind of acting as his assistant. I want to say so yeah it had, it had its moments and we had some Howard Stark flashback action with um your guy Roger Slattery that's yeah, that's his name eh? John Slattery <laughs> his name John. is, his name John. is Roger in Mad Men right that's right yeah there we go I got the, the wires crossed there <laughs> so honestly Iron Man 2 though I don't think in the end stacks up very well against the rest of the MCU so I would place it in D for now. What would what would be your initial rating for this movie? I honestly, my initial rating is an E because okay. I have the whole list in front of me and like I'm putting a lot of movies above it. Okay. And it's the way everything's going to fit in the end, I think Iron Man 2 is going to be an E for sure. Okay. Uh, it, didn't, it didn't age well. Like I, I don't like rewatching that one a whole lot, actually. I just found it very poor after the first iron man it's night and day between iron man and iron man 2 and i think iron man 2 belongs in e um but we can put it either way either d or e doesn't matter because we'll be switching stuff around so i got it in e don't worry okay okay perfect now i haven't tiered these in advance i'm just going off the top here just going in chronological order thor would be our next one okay this two for me personally, not one of my favorites. Actually, maybe do you want to kick us off, Matt, for this one, Thor? Sure. Sure. Thor actually grows on me every time I watch it. <laughs> I love the acting. Like, Anthony Hopkins is great as uh, Odin, and I like Thor's buddies, R.I.P. Ray Stevenson. Mm. No, I like the setting, the world of Asgard, the introduction, them fighting the Frost Giants at, Frost Giants at the beginning. Loki is always a plus in any movies, and... Cool world building and introduction. The stuff on Earth with Thor, not as great. This is the first two Thor movies. You know, Chris Hemworth, he behaves differently than the other one where he's funnier. So it's not as enjoyable. 
But no, Thor, I have at a solid like C rank. I would say D for this one myself, but again, could end up being bumped up with other stuff in there. That's where my gut is right now with Thor. Okay. Because I okay, feel let's like do the tone of Thor just and especially seeing him in other movies, seeing what the potential was with that character, I feel like is just not that great in my opinion on on rewatch too. Like it has a lot going for it, but it's just such a rigid movie that while yes, there are some funny moments like and it's, it doesn't always have to be funny really. If anything serious is good at times, but it's just yeah. Not, I wouldn't put in like the top half of Marvel movies off the top, but if other stuff ends up being lesser than I could then CC, but okay, D would be my gut for now. Okay, let's do D. Sounds good. Do you want to kick us off again, Captain America First Avenger? Sure, this one was a huge disappointment at on first viewing at the theater for me. I thought it'd be more epic. And a better movie. But I had no expectation. Like, I had heavy expectations. I, I thought it would be completely different. The more I rewatch it, it's not as bad as I initially thought. Um, but no, it's still it's still a D for me, though, in terms of quality. It's in the lower half of Marvel movies. There's so much better out there. Good introduction to, our, to one of the best characters MCU has ever produced. But it's D for me. Okay. So now I wonder if, like, I'm just really in the minority of this. But <laughs> everywhere I hear, like, people don't really like Captain America and the First Avenger. I, I remember loving it the first time I saw it. Oh. And also, I've never, like, come down on it. To be, like, for the tiering, I'll, I'll go with D here as well. Because, like, it's a team effort, too. Like, I'd, we're not always going to be pushing for either or's score. And... I do think there is a lot that is better than it, but I have no problem with Captain America First Avenger. Like when we start filling this out, I'll be interested to see yeah. what C has to offer that's better than that. Because I could for me I could push that to C, but I also have no issue okay. with it being in D. What I like about Captain America First Avenger is the setting. It's really one of the only movies that were not in the modern era. And I love seeing like World War One stuff tying in real events to like fiction a fictional um storyline his origin story i thought was great i like bucky a lot as like his um like he was kind of like the the guy with steve before steve ended up yeah. becoming that dude in captain america overtaking him as like the number one guy and i like red skull a right. lot as a villain i thought he was great you got tommy lee jones in there um zola no, I I like Captain America First Avenger, but I think um, D is fine for um for it to for be now. ranked. And now this leads us to the end of Phase One, which would be this has been all been leading up to obviously our first team up movie, The Avengers, a classic in its own right. When this dropped, I remember loving it in the theaters for the longest time. Like I had this in my top five Marvel movies. I think now we've seen a lot of other really great movies that, for me, it drops out of that S ranking. It's A or B for me. For now, I would put it A, but I could also see it as we start adding more movies dropping to B. So I'm curious to hear what you think about it. I would go my initial vote is A, but what do you think about Avengers, Matt? Well, I love your gut feeling, Eric, because it's a solid A for me. I think it belongs in A 
This was so much fun at the theater, this movie. It was amazing. And it's I've rewatched it so many times since. Great movie. All of them together finally. Loki as the villain. Great. Like at its when that came out, that was like the best action we had ever seen in a movie. Like for like CGI, big CGI fights. Yeah, for sure an A. Love that movie. Nice. I was actually re-listening to one of our old Marvel pods today, MCU Phase 4 Appetizers. Check it out. If you haven't heard it. And we were talking about Loki, the show Loki. You had mm-hmm. said that you're a fan of Loki as a villain in uh, Avengers. Oh, no, sorry, in Thor. Where for me in Thor, the first time, like, he didn't really do it for me as a villain. But in Avengers, he was fully, full-fledged, more powerful, more evil into the role. Loved him as a villain in Avengers. I think this is where like this character really took off. Hasn't looked back since. So that's just one thing I wanted to highlight with Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, the first iteration that we saw. I'll kick us off then for our next one, the first one of Phase 2, which would be Iron Man 3. Another movie that, and I think this is the case for a lot of the movies for me in the earlier days, I had no problem with Iron Man 3 at the time. Some revisionist history, I think, has made people look poorly on this one, and I would not disagree with that. I don't think this one aged super well. They kind of made the Mandarin be a clown. Like it was a interesting misdirect at first, but a little goofy. You got your classic Iron Man moments. And like, I do like what they did with him dealing with the trauma from New York overall. Like this definitely isn't one of my favorites. I would say D for this one myself. I think it's a notch above Iron Man two, but slightly, I think these are two like, tough follow-ups to Iron Man, especially the Iron Man trilogy is one of the weakest ones because the former two, the last two just really aren't that good in my opinion. So what are your thoughts on Iron Man three, Matt? You, you said them exactly when you said Iron Man three is slightly better than two. I a hundred percent agree. Putting it in D is the right move. In my opinion, very big disappointment though at the theater, like, come on. Like you think after the failure of two, like three would be epic, but no, like, more disappointment so you you said it perfectly eric it does belong in d just slightly edging iron man 3 i could see iron man 3 maybe dropping 2 to e if we find the lesser ones are better than it but we'll discuss that later yep I, so yeah we'll put it in d for now i don't disagree with that do you yeah. want to kick us off our next two so thor the dark world would sure. be next ah easy <laughs> thor 2 the dark worlds this is the other spot that this will go an f in my opinion because I've seen this movie two, three times, and I it infuriates me how bad it is. Just the whole, like, pacing of the movie is terrible, and the, the bad guys and the acting. Everything's bad in this movie, in my opinion. There was another movie I don't like as well that I thought could be an F, but thinking back, I'd rather... I think Thor 2 is... Thor 2 and Incredible Hulk are the weakest two. I'd rather, like, those are the, the ones I want to watch the least. Um, but yeah, F for me, or do you hate it that much too? I, or? I mean, I went on a, I feel like legendary rant in terms of quantum mania. <laughs> so I don't really want to rip this movie as well. I could, I'm just going to agree. I think this is an F it's a slam dunk. No brainer. This just was mm-hmm. not it. I, and like I said, maybe I was a little critical of Thor earlier in the pod, I, I think Thor The Dark World was a major step back and down from that. Like, oh, yeah. I don't even have much to say on it, honestly. Like, okay. Yeah, we can just move on. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Q 
Captain America Winter Soldier. All right, this is when the MCU like changed. This was a game changer. Winter Soldier. Oh, this is I'm looking at my top my the top. Honestly, Winter Soldier is an S for me. Because the more I rewatch it, it's like a super like spy intrigue thriller movie at the same time as being a superhero movie. Freaking Sebastian Stan as Winter Soldier as Bucky is fucking incredible. <laughs> Great like pace, everything about it. Chris uh Captain and Natasha like investigating by themselves and being rogue and all that like it's amazing. I think I'm putting for me it's an S. Yeah, they they what they nail, they really blow it out of the water in this one and another thing that you didn't mention too that they really get down well was the action some of the best fight scenes yeah, oh like yeah. man-to-man fight scenes boots to the ground cap versus bucky legendary knife flip and giving us a great villain in winter soldier right like that was a huge yeah. twist for me anyways not really knowing about this character and having liked bucky as a character in the previous um captain america this was a welcome return, and you get, like you said, the spy intrigue that they haven't really nailed since Winter Soldier in trying mm-hmm. with a few, at least a few movies and a show now. So I'm hoping with the next show, Secret Invasion, they can kind of get back to those roots. But I would agree, it, Winter Soldier, like for the longest time, was in my top five no-brainer. Now when we when we really rank everything, it's going to be interesting to see what lands where. I have no problem putting it in S. It's an amazing movie. Like It really does not nice. mess anything up. And like, it has you hooked the whole time. Like, you get a lot of Nick Fury too. Like being There's infiltration now from um, Hydra within Hydra. S.H.I.E.L.D. It's, it's great stuff. You got a good twist in there. And uh, Natasha does her thing as well. Cap is good. Intro of Falcon. Really good. Just great all around. So our next one would be another 2014 entry in the MCU, Gardens of the Galaxy. Now this one was, I'll, I still remember, I was working construction that summer, and there was this guy, couldn't tell you his name, but he was on my crew all year, and he told me, he was like, Gardens of the Galaxy is going to be great. I'm like, the movie with a tree and a raccoon is going to be great, <laughs> like, good one. And here we are having Gardens yeah. of the Galaxy 3 in A, and honestly, now I could, it's going to move down. Like you just said, Gardens 3 was your favorite one. I like Gardens of the Galaxy a lot. I think it aged well too. Like the humor still hits. Obviously, not yeah. as much as the first time I saw it, but I was absolutely floored the first time I saw this movie. Dave Baptista was a out of nowhere comedic chops out of this world. Everything was hidden. I hadn't seen Chris Pratt in anything, he was a great leading man. You got, I mean, the whole crew is just dynamite. Bradley Cooper, un, unrecognizable in my opinion, as Rocket Raccoon. He does a fantastic job in that voice acting role. And um, oh, yeah. Zoe Zaldana is amazing as Gamora. Nebula already gave some love to. You got the first glimpse at Thanos, really, other than that post credit scene. He has some cold lines in that movie um, that I still use to this day, like... The only matter I do not take seriously, boy, is you. It's a cold quote. So, I would want Guardians in S. I don't know if it's going to land there, though, in the end. So, I could see, given where we're going, 
I think A is appropriate for Guardians of the Galaxy, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. I think A also is very appropriate. It's a top-tier MCU movie, or A-tier MCU movie. I still remember the day I saw it at the theater, too. I know everything I did that day because, like, I wasn't looking forward to the movie. It was a Sunday night. I went to see it with my friend, and I had no expectations, and I was like, yeah, I'll go see it. And I remember being blown away. So that day is very memorable to me. Freaking went to go see it, like, the next weekend with my parents. It was that good of a movie. Like, it needed to be watched up. Just the opening with uh, Star-Lord and him dancing on Morag. Hopefully that's the name of the planet. Yeah, it um, is. It is. <laughs> it is Morag? Okay. No, that was epic. Uh, great. The pacing in the movie is the best part. It is so unboring. It's the opposite of boring. It moves a mile a minute. You're never bored. Always something happening. Great characters. You said it all, Eric. Rank A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. The like I'll say like maybe a quick blemish on the movie, and this could be seen as a positive to a lot of people because it's a, a twist on your traditional final battle scene with a boss. Was that dance off mm. definitely threw me for a loop the first time I saw it. Now I can appreciate it a little more. Like okay, like it makes sense with the vibe of our characters here, but it was definitely yeah. weird. And also like as a noted villain guy, I'm not I'm not a Ronan guy at all. Was not a fan of him. He was kind of a punk to be honest, but. I can look yeah. past that for, for this one. Our next one, which would be another very anticipated movie coming off of our last Avengers movie, given the hype that this one now had, Age of Ultron, Avengers 2. This is another movie that is... Actually, it's interesting to see what people think about it over the years because it got hated on a lot at the time, being a, a, a step back from Avengers 1. And then it's kind of looked back on as like, you know, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad because of other movies we've gotten since then. And I would agree with that take, honestly. And even me at the time, first time seeing it, I had no problem with it, really. But I've grown to appreciate Age of Ultron more. And I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. That being said, for me, it's still a middle of the pack movie. I could see it being our first C movie. What are your thoughts on Age of Ultron? Age of Ultron's grown on me a lot rewatching it because I wasn't a, the biggest fan at the start. Like you said, a lot of people were. To me, it's a, a solid B, actually. B or C, okay. I'm comfortable with either or, honestly, Eric, because it, it is a middle-of-the-pack movie. Okay. It is overlong. It's very long. There's a lot of stuff that that doesn't, like, it didn't connect. Like, it doesn't hit hard. Uh, great action, though, and it's fun seeing all the Avengers together. Like, every Avenger movie I've, I enjoy when they're all together, so... B or C, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, we'll put it in C for now, actually. And okay. it might be one that flips in B. I can see it flipping, but C for now is good for me. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so I'll throw it over to you then, the next one, which would be the last movie in Phase 2, the first Ant-Man movie. So Ant-Man 1 had, like, super low hopes for it. And I, it, I feel like they knocked it out of the park for what they were trying to do with the movie have Paul Rudd, first of all, as a superhero. That's no easy feat. Like, he's known as a comedy guy. But they made it work, and Ant-Man 1 was very enjoyable. It's the best of the Ant-Man movies. They introduce technology that, like, they introduce... There's a lot of science talk in the movie, but it works. They don't go too over the uh, the top with the, like, little ants working and fighting and flying on them. Like, it, it, it doesn't go, like... They don't crank it up to 11 yet like they did in Ant-Man 3 which was ridiculous. So Ant-Man, I think, belongs in the middle at a solid B, in my opinion. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm I'm fine putting it there as well. I enjoyed Ant Man a lot. It was a pleasant surprise. Like when they announced Aunt Paul Rudd as Ant Man. First of all, <laughs> hard to take a character seriously when their name is Ant Man, and when it's Paul Rudd, who like we know as being a comedic actor, right? Like your role models. I love you, man. Four year old virgin. Yeah, exactly. Four year old virgin. Yeah, virgin Mike from Friends. Not a big Darren Cross guy, I will say. Like, and no. <laughs> just to bring it back, I guess to Modoc. Um, yeah, just it's interesting, right? Oh, two God. two different takes yeah. on that character, and both kind of misses. It's well, not maybe not a miss, yeah. but I just wasn't a fan of that character. Um, yeah. Next one, Captain America: Civil War, aka Avengers two point five. Matt, kick us All off. Right. Civil War, you thought I remembered my day for Guardians of the Galaxy 1. For Civil War, I remember it was a Saturday working the whole day and all day waiting to go to the cinema to go see Captain America's Civil War. We get to the theater, I'm super tired. As soon as the movie starts, I'm wide awake, eyes glued to the screen. Doesn't matter how long the movie is, it's all entertainment. It's all some of the best stuff, the MC, like some of the best stuff we've gotten. Uh, It's definitely an S rank for me, Civil War is in the top five. It just, it had such emotion. And like Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan were all like perfect in the movie. And just like their com- their confrontations or co- their, you know, when you find out what happened at the end and their battle, the stakes, the emotion, it's rarely, rep- that, that, that moment's rarely topped in any MCU movie. So Civil War to me is a no, no doubter for uh, S. Okay. What do you think? Um, so for me too, like Civil War, again, when that dropped, it, I think it became like my favorite um, MCU movie because like the stakes were so high. Like your first time you're really getting your full on hero on hero violence. The airport scene is like probably still one of the best fight scenes in the MCU. It's yeah legendary. The 2v1 Winter Soldier or at this point kind of, Kind of Bucky and Cap versus Iron Man is tragic. Like I find myself always rooting for Tony, even though I know what's gonna yeah. happen. But I, the the shot of like him fending them both off, like it's a long panoramic view of both of them on both angles. Like them throwing the shield back and forth and just punching him at the same time is crazy. And the yeah. like, I don't care. He killed my mom. Like it's ah, oh, it just kills me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at what's coming up. Like, I could see S for now, but it's going to be... I think it, now we're, we got two S spots left. So it's going to be a, a battle for those spots. So I can definitely see a spot for it there, for sure. It is one of them, the better ones, 100%. And were you a team cap or a team Iron Man guy? Whatever I've said in the past, I'm like, I'm, I'm a team tony guy like okay, nice. team iron man all the way i don't know i think robert downey jr his presence is already like sorely missed just in mm, the mcu oh, yeah. and like he he made the mcu so much better just that character that actor like that could be a whole different conversation though so yeah no um team iron man and it 100 percent belongs in s but we'll debate that later <laughs> <sighs> so next one the next movie of 2016, Doctor Strange, 
for me, I feel like I've said this mm-hmm. a bunch of times on the pod. Like I wasn't really a fan of it the first time I saw it, but I was also exhausted. And it has gone better for me on rewatch. I I would say this is a middle of the pack movie. Like, don't love the villains uh, really more than that. Like, you have a great actor in Mods Mickelson, but it doesn't give like the greatest of performances. It's a good origin story, don't get me wrong. But I would have a hard time saying this is above a B. For me, this is a C movie. That's all I'll say for now. What are your thoughts on Doctor Strange? I agree with you, Eric. Very, very average. Super average. That's like the first word that comes to my mind for this movie. Is is rewatchable. It's not like a boring movie. Benedict Cumberbatch is great. They did waste Maz as a villain. Um but no, it's very average, and C is a perfect spot for it, so I couldn't agree more. Okay, right on. Next one, now 2017, finishing up our Guardians trilogy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which, again, I, I was a big fan of this movie. It um, definitely is, for sure, the my least favorite of the three, but by no means do I think it's a bad movie. I actually rewatched it not too long ago before going to see Guardians 3. Quite enjoyed it. I thought Kurt Russell was great as Ego. There's some good mystery and um, suspense to that movie. And like, you're not really sure what this guy's intentions are with his son. Is he genuine? Is he really going to be a good father to Peter after all these years showing up randomly? I think it is pretty obvious that he is a villain, but you kind of want to hope that Mm -hmm. there is a place for them to bond. And that movie gives us some good, um, again, development for all of our characters. It bridges Nebula and Gamora's muddy past and brings them to a better place as sisters you get rocket and yondu spending a lot of time together rocket realizing that he is a lot like yondu and that he's always just pushing everyone away needlessly when all he really wants is love but he can't allow himself to accept that i like this movie a lot honestly i'd go like c or b for this I am thing is like I know there's a lot of good stuff coming, but I would say B mm-hmm. for now for Guardians Two. What would your thoughts be on that, Matt? I'm thinking B like for sure. Okay. B's a very appropriate spot for the movie. It's great. It's not as good as the other two in my opinion, and B is where it belongs for all the reasons you've said. Yeah, like James Gunn has not made a bad movie, so no B B's a good good spot for it, Eric. So now over to you. We got. The first of the Spider-Man Home trilogy, Spider-Man mm. Homecoming. I've rewatched this Spider-Man Homecoming. I've rewatched this one a couple, like two, three times now. It grows on me. It's really, it's a really solid movie. Um, I love Michael Keaton as Vulture. I love the twists in the story with that. It's a really fast pace. Tom Holland's great. We saw him in Civil War, but now he gets his own like intro story and like his full-fledged movie and i but that being said i think there are a lot of movies not a lot but several movies are better than this one so i think it's a it's a b it's a really strong b but it's still a b in my opinion what do you think yeah no issues with that one at all i agree i think it's a great movie like i I really enjoy spider-man homecoming for all the reasons you listed tom holland is fantastic in the role i loved his dynamic with both ned and mj Played by Zendaya, obviously, MJ. Mm-hmm. I thought she was... I guess she really starts to shine in the second one onward. Like, in the third one, she's more of, like, a, a background character, like, offering snarky comments and, like, social commentary and stuff. 
it, it works. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I was a little too early to give her props in like what her actual character brings for story purposes. But I love Tom Holland in that role. The co- constant struggle of like str- hiding his identity from people and still going to class. And then he's got the mentor figure dynamic with Tony, which I really enjoy that his presence in the movie elevates it naturally, right? It's kind of hard to... I mean, I guess other than Iron Man 2 and 3, but with Tony Stark in the movie, like it naturally makes it a better movie. So I enjoy yeah. this a lot. Uh, Michael Keaton, fantastic villain. Happy Hogan, Marissa Tomei, great, great movie. But yeah, I think B is good. And I just want to highlight, like as we're now really starting to get into it, Phase 3 undoubtedly the best phase of mcu like right we're not we're not a run here of like they did not miss doctor strange in the yeah. like, this list of movies we're about to go on is the only kind of like miss and it's not even that bad we have it at c like this is a crazy run we're about to go on so now the next one for you matt thor ragnarok where'd you put this one speaking of crazy run um didn't have high hopes for this because of the last two Thors, especially Thor 2. But Thor Ragnarok is a is a home run out of the ballpark. Love Thor Ragnarok. Super rewatchable. I've seen this one, probably one of the most, my most rewatched Marvel movie. One of my most rewatched ones. Um, love the humor. Taika Waititi, like perfectly blended humor and badass action. Kate Blanchett as Hera or Hela. Hela? Hela, yeah. Yeah. Hella, the goddess of death is fucking perfect. And <laughs> the world they go on, like the when he meets Hulk on that world and has to fight, like everything in this movie is perfect in my opinion. It's like it this movie on a personal level to me, like is hits every like Oh, I I love it, Eric. It's an A for me, for sure. Oh, a man, okay. I thought yes. we were gonna go S. Yes. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. no okay. No. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. <laughs> okay, well, I was gonna say for me, I would say this is S. Like, I think Thor Ragnarok's top Ooh. top five MCU, like no doubt for me, anyways. Like, that's where I would put it. Um, I think it's a perfect Oof. movie. Like, off the rip, first scene, yeah. There's some good humor, and like a re. This is the rebrand movie for Thor, right? Like, Taika came yeah. in when we needed him most for this character, and it set Thor, sent Thor down a trajectory that. We like we haven't looked back since, and obviously later on maybe it might be for the worst. But in this moment, like if yeah. you just look at this one movie, you don't really have to think about everything else. It's yeah, it works perfectly. Doesn't overextend its stay. You get good closure too for Thor accepting who he truly is. Like he had been living with the burden of having to be the king of Asgard his entire life. That's what he wanted. When we look back to Thor one, that was what motivated him. Right then he had to become an Avenger. And now he's, like, he's at a different place in his life right now. And knowing that there are also greater threats coming in Thanos. And I love love what this done does for his relationship with Loki. Finally giving us that growth that we are hoping to get out of the... Especially with Thor the Dark World where they seemingly teamed up. But then obviously Loki still had his own intention of acting as King of Asgard. Pretending to be... Um, Odin, which is actually a great way to end a movie. That was a, a fire twist at the end. But I love what it does for Loki's character as well. You get in a new setting. You get Hulk in there. I love what they're starting to do with just throwing us a few Avengers mm-hmm. in movies together, yeah. giving us different team-ups. Love that. The humor lands in this movie too, which I think probably more than 
90% of all the movies. Like the Guardians movies are pretty consistent. Thor Ragnarok would be right up there with, I'm looking at the movies right now that we have, like this is a top comedy, no doubt. And then the action is off the hook too. When True. Thor comes in with the immigrant song playing not once, but twice, <laughs> yeah. those are tough yeah. moments to beat. Hella, like you said, amazing villain. Kate Blanchett crushes it. Every time Odin's yeah. on the screen too, it's hype. Like when there's like the doom, 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 keep zooming in closer and closer to him in Norway on that cliff, just chills. I have a hard time leaving this off S, honestly. Like I know there's only one okay. other spot left, but I think it belongs there. Okay, let's put it in S, and then we can debate it with the other movie I think should be an S. Okay, sounds with, good. Well, the one that's obviously... There's one that's obviously going to be S, but yeah, let's do S for Thor 3. Yeah, I know, and that's the thing, right? Like, it's a joint list. It's not... Um, we're going to have to come to agreements on everything there, so yeah. obviously concessions on both sides will have to be made. But me, personally, like Thor Ragnarok is one of my top five favorite um, MCU movies, okay. no doubt. So... I think that was you who teed that up, or was that me? I forget. I feel like that was me. There. That was me. So it's your turn. <laughs> okay. So again, Black Panther. <laughs> love this movie. <laughs> this again. This is also one of my five favorite movies. So <laughs> tough to leave it off the top, but I could see. Like I think A is pretty respectable for Black Panther. I think it ages well too. Amazing performance from Chadwick Boseman. I think he crushed it. And had an understanding of what that character meant just in the world and also in the MCU. Strong lead, great supporting cast, one of the best villains too of the whole MCU again. Yes. In Eric yeah. Killmonger. Like, we we literally can't put it in S right now. So it's A for me. No. Where would you yeah. put uh, Black Panther? Oh, it's without a doubt an A we got a little appetizer of T'Challa in Civil War, but then we get the full meal in this movie, and it did not disappoint. Ryan Coogler directed a really great movie. Perfect introduction. The world Wakanda looks amazing in this movie. The colors, the action, like the fights. Very solid movie. It's an A, 100% an A. And now, like, speaking of run, <laughs> or in my opinion, getting to the best one in this run, yeah. which I don't even think, yeah, yeah. I know we don't need to debate anything here. Infinity War, <laughs> Infinity War S. Like, that's a, a no questions asked situation. Yeah. In my, in the my best book, MCU movie. Best MCU yeah. movie, 100%. It's um, one yeah. of those ones that we've talked about so many times. Uh, the in-theater experience, one of my favorites all time. One of my favorite villains, like, legit, not even villains, Thanos is like one of my favorite characters of all time, if not favorite character of all time. Like he's that good in this movie. Every mm -hmm. single line of dialogue he has, like I've probably quoted it. It's an annoying habit of mine <laughs> is using Thanos gifts in conversation, <laughs> but I don't care. I'll keep doing it until I run out of them. I don't know what I need to say about this, Matt. You can, the floor is yours on Infinity War. Like I, like I keep saying about this movie, it set the benchmark for superhero action in a movie, and it still hasn't been topped, in my opinion. Like, it's, it's perfect. Perfectly paced, bone-chilling moments. Cap in the subway, Thor landing in Wakanda. I don't need to say anything more. It's an epic, epic movie. We can move on now. S-rank. Agreed. Um, so now I'll pass it back to you, Matt. We got Ant-Man and the Wasp as our next one. Oof. 
Ant-Man and the Wasp is a solid... Oh, this, this is getting hard. Honestly, I'm going to put it in E. Because I've only seen it once, Eric, and I don't remember it being super memorable. I remember the villain. I remember certain things about it. Honestly, my memory is very foggy on this movie. It's an E, 100%. I agree. I think uh, it's really, like you said it perfectly, it's not memorable. I've seen it twice now. Mm -hmm. I described it as this. It's a cat and mouse plot the whole time. They're trying to retrieve the lab and someone's trying to catch them while they're doing that. Like they're... There's always a character who's chasing the lab that has the equipment to send our heroes to the quantum realm to find Janet. And then Ghost is after them too, wants the lab for the equipment that can heal her condition. And you got Walton Coggins there too. Like he's just in the mix for some oh, yeah. reason. Like just unnecessary character to have. I guess they needed him though to buy the black market equipment. So I guess I do remember what happens in this. They needed him to buy the black market equipment to build this lab. But anyways, it just, nah, it wasn't it. Like it, it has its moments. Like I like Jimmy Woo. He was good. Like his dynamic with Scott, but overall it just really wasn't one of the better ones. I think he is totally accurate. So this was kind of our cool down movie after infinity war. Yeah. A more lighthearted look. And then I guess this could maybe also be lighthearted in a sense. But our next one, Matt, for you again, would be Captain Marvel. Okay, Captain Marvel to me is a movie I've only seen once at the theater. I enjoyed it. I have no interest in rewatching it. it. was It's a good standalone story, I guess, in the past, in the 90s. Brie Larson I thought was pretty good. I like Jude Law in it, but not memorable at all, in my opinion. Kind of sets up like... I can't even remember the race of aliens that can change appearances. The Kree. Or no, the Skrulls. Skrulls. The Kree. The Skrulls. Skrulls. The Skrulls. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, like world building, like introducing more ideas. But uh, no, no. Captain Marvel is a D in my opinion. Yeah. it's For me, it's like D or E, but there's also more stuff mm. coming up. So I think we got to exactly. save some slots. So I think D is accurate too. Like I saw, I have seen it twice. Not, definitely not one of my favorites honestly it doesn't have much charm and Brie Larson like she plays the character well I don't think it's on her but there just isn't much appeal to her character in terms of Captain Marvel is not that likable like there's not much mm -hmm. she plays a very rigid character which I hope in the Marvels the next movie she loosens up a little maybe is a little more playful, but maybe that's the thing. She just has to be that really serious, your Captain America type alpha who is a no-nonsense person. Like, you can't all be goofs out there, so it makes sense. But for me, it's just, I don't know. It's um, not one of my favorites. So I, I'd agree with D. I get the ball again here with another one that in a lot of people's <laughs> books, like this is the best Marvel movie. For me, it's not, honestly, Avengers Endgame. I like it a lot more every time I see it, which is always a good sign. And I actually do enjoy this movie quite a lot. I'm just looking at our, our slots here and what what go what can go where. I think putting Endgame in like B is almost disrespectful. But then locking up A. Like for me personally, like there is a movie I would put in A, but I think it does belong in A. It does a great job of wrapping up the story of all of our heroes, right? Like it's um, 
perfect send-off for Iron Man. He finally has that growth moment of I have to give up give myself up for the rest of human for the rest of the world to go on and live and beat Thanos. Like I have to do the ultimate sacrifice. You get, in my opinion, one of the most epic fight scenes in the big three against Thanos. Cap wielding the sh- the the hammer is an all-time mm-hmm. moment in the theater. Like, doesn't matter what you think about Cap, and I'm not the biggest Cap guy. I was I had the biggest smile on my face seeing him wield yeah. Mjolnir. It was epic at its finest and amazing movie. They I'm glad they also didn't use Captain Marvel too much because she's kind of OP as well. So if you have her in the fight against Thanos, it tips the scales a lot. You know they're going to win, though. That's a thing. But it, it is fine. I had no issues with them winning against Thanos after he won in Infinity War. Amazing movie. I have it an A. Do you have do you have a different opinion, Matt? Would you say S? So we have to maybe move some stuff. What are your thoughts? I'm very comfortable putting it in A, but I... I want to make a case for putting it in S instead of Thor Ragnarok. Okay. And you are you you my arguments you've already mentioned them like it has th- two iconic moments in the whole in all these 32 movies Cap lifting the hammer and Tony's death and him saying I I am Iron Man. There's nothing more iconic than that. Like our end, Endgame isn't the perfect movie. Like there's a lot of pacing issues. It's long, but it doesn't have any bad scenes and it has iconic moments and the ending is epic. So Thor 3 might be more enjoyable to watch, like to rewatch a bunch of times, but I think Endgame belongs in S because of its importance and the stakes are so high and it's got those moments you talked about. However, it is it is three hours. It is very long. It's not perfect in terms of like, there's a lot of like conveniences, right? It happens really fast in the first hour and a half. Some might even say the first hour and a half is slightly boring. Mm-hmm. That's not my opinion. But uh, the the debate here to me is Thor Ragnarok or Endgame S and A. Like, I have no problem going with A, though, if you want to put Endgame in A. Like, I love Thor Ragnarok. Don't get me wrong. So you're saying Endgame comfortable in A? Like, it does it belong in the top five? So... I'll give I'll give my take on this like swapping something out and this is not like just as a retaliation tactic but if I were to move something out it would be Civil War personally because oh, okay. I enjoy Civil War quite a lot in my opinion not a top 5 Marvel movie still to this day because there are, there are some flaws with it in that like the whole plot that ends up getting our heroes to pit against one another is not the strongest. Like, you're kind of grasping right. at straws in making... Like, there's a lot of stuff that I could pick yeah, yeah. apart, in my opinion. Like, Zemo's whole plot... Like, it, like, you're relying on a lot of stuff to go perfectly right. And also, how does he know right. that a lot of these things are going to end up unfolding as they do? It's a bit of a stretch. Also, how much Tony is influenced by the one woman who... And not to sound heartless here, but talks to him about her her son dying in Sokovia because they saved the entire world. But, right, her yeah. son died, so then he has to completely flip his mindset on what sort of regulations need to be put in place so that superheroes can intervene in a timely manner. Like, in saying that I'm Team Cap in Civil War... And, uh, sorry, in saying that I'm Team Iron Man in Civil War, Cap is, a, in my opinion, 100% right in that... There needs to be a, a greater 
um, group of individuals who have the ability to intervene when no one else can, and that's the Avengers. Like that's what they're kind of built around. And then you're trying to legislate and regulate how they go about doing that. Like I understand it, but I think it's maybe not the best way to kick off the whole conflict between the Avengers to have them break up. That would be my critique against Civil War. I think Ragnarok's a better movie than Civil War overall. Okay. I'm also fine keeping it an S. Like I'm I agree with what you're saying about Endgame too. Like that first hour and a half, I remember I was in the theater with Basam and he turned to me at like the hour and a half mark and he said like I don't know how I feel about this. And like, yeah, it wasn't that great to yeah. start, but it does get better yeah. with subsequent viewings. Okay. So I don't know. Like I'm fine keeping civil war and Thor in there and end game a, but what do you think? You made a good case. Uh, the, the half of the movie is not, I think end game should be an a okay. because civil wars pacing and Thor three's pacing is so much better than end games. Like the flow of the movie. So I'm, I, I am okay keeping it an A now. You made some good points. You also made some good points about maybe Civil War, maybe other <laughs> movies knocking it out of the S spot. But we'll save that for after. Uh, but yeah, A, A is good, actually, Eric. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not super attached to Endgame. So. Yeah. Like, me too. Like, I, I like the movie a lot. But for, like, I get a lot of people who say it's the best one of them all. Like, I don't see that. No, but no, no, no. Um, it's... It's a subject, or yeah, like subjective. Uh, subjective. Yeah, <laughs> always get confused with that. All right, moving on. So our last one to close out Phase Three, which in my opinion is a, gr- a great follow up to Endgame, which would be Spider Man Far From Home. I quite enjoy this movie a lot. Like I like Mysterio as a villain. I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was great. Again, you got that mentor figure to Spider Man, which is kind of a theme in all these movies here. I like that they brought the setting yeah. over to Europe. It was um this is where this is really where the Zendaya Tom Holland relationship started on and off the screen, I wanna say. But they <laughs> did a great job at showing like that awkward teenage um budding romance in high school. Like I love that stuff. It's great. Like coming of age. We're yeah. both I feel like we're both suckers for that. And uh it's fun to see. So I like Far From Home. I would have it as B, honestly, to start. Um, again, getting crowded, but I I would see it there for now. What are your thoughts on Far From Home? I couldn't agree more, Eric. Well said. Love the high school field trip feel in Europe. Good action, good twists. Um, Tom Holland's perfect. Zendaya too, like more fleshed out. You said everything perfectly, Eric. B is where it belongs. All right. Now getting into our phase four. First movie of phase Oof. four, Black Widow. Um, Matt, you want to kick us yeah. off? <laughs> the movie that was delayed for so long because of COVID. This is like the COVID era. Yeah. Phase four, like, it was rough, not just because of the quality of movies, but no, Black Widow to me is a solid, like, nothing more than a C in my opinion. I, I could put it C or D. I think right now I'm putting it in the C category because there was cool martial art fight scenes in the movie. There's some stuff that I like. I like uh, Florence Pugh as the... Yelena. No, I, I didn't mind Black Widow. I just was very like, it had been the first MCU movie in so long at the theater for me. I expected a little more, but really cool, like spy intrigue. It, it was average. It, average is how I would describe it. So C for me. Okay. For me, like I've only seen this once. Maybe I should rewatch it. I would say D for Black Widow, mostly because I'm looking at like, in my opinion, anyways, I have three movies above it. 
but we can definitely okay. we can definitely debate that um, going forward. Okay. But it's just like it not, that that for me is a movie that's unmemorable. Like I really don't remember what happens right. in the movie other than the general plot of her going to I forget where exactly to meet up with Yelena, who I liked a lot actually. She was the standout in that movie for sure. And then you had I just remember like the last scene of like the flying fortress in the sky them like falling down and the exploding didn't like the villain in that um i don't know but i I probably should rewatch it but would you we can start off with c and then see where we go from there okay Okay. let's do it the next one which would be the same year would be shang chi the legend of the ten rings what are your thoughts on that shang chi i really enjoyed it at the theater the more i think about it it's still very average middle of the road okay. like i there's nothing wrong with shang chi it just it didn't bring anything it wasn't super nothing we haven't seen before i guess that was my biggest beef great introduction to a new character though but honestly i'd have to put it as c based on the quality of the other movies above it shang chi to me is just average it's a c mm-hmm. yeah i'm fine with that given where we're at i actually like this movie a lot it like you said does a great job at introducing a new character giving us in my opinion some of the best action scenes in terms of like martial arts where it maybe Mm -hmm. falls off too in terms of the action is like when we get to the third act and then you're fighting like mystical creatures i don't love that as much as what we're really dealing with like they start off honestly so strong with the family conflict and like him failing to live up to his dad's expectations and the dad was a great villain too. I was a huge fan of his. And then you kind of shift the focus yeah. at the end to like the the soul sucking creature there. So a bit of a step down in the end. Yeah, I think C. Like for me, this is better than Black Widow for sure. I would say C. Mm-hmm. Can put it there for sure. Now over to me. For now. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me at this point, another one I've only seen once. COVID era. Funnily enough, I said I was listening to our, or one of our older episodes. I said I was extremely excited to see this movie, Eternals. Don't know if I'm ever going to watch this movie again in my life, honestly. Like, this is an F contender for me. It's, I'm putting it in E. Like, for me, it's yeah. E, no doubt. Very boring movie. Almost three hours, like unacceptable running time considering how little happens in it i understand you need to set up all these characters given their intros and stuff but man is it ever a boring movie from what i remember you got this all-star cast of actors too like it just fumbled the bag completely with this in my opinion and would have been much better (laughs) much better served if this was like a disney plus series where you get an episode for each of these characters and it's maybe like a 12 episode thing, whoever want that of these characters. And then you can flesh out a storyline with them down the road. But like, like I've said in the pod back in the day, like the stakes never felt high. I was not once bought, never once bought into what was going on. It just was not it for me. E in my books, a hundred percent. What about you, Matt? Oh, it's with a thousand percent an E huge disappointment. When their bad reviews started rolling in, I was a little scared and I went to see it and it was just as bad as I as the reviews said. I'd still rather watch it above Thor 2 and Incredible Hulk. It had some cool moments. Cool his the history aspect I appreciated. Them living like a long time. I like that. Super lame stakes though at the end and like villain and all that crap and so much explaining, like 
Oh, you're right. It's a hot mess. It e, 100%. We don't need to talk about it. Yeah. There, There's potential there, but they just really didn't deliver. Oh, garbage. Yeah. So our next one to close out 2021, a year with four Marvel movies, which is a lot, right? I guess because of what we missed with COVID there. Yeah. So it would be Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home. I, I really love this movie, honestly. Like a lot of people say it does not age well. Like that, that first time watch is the peak for No Way Home because of the surprises and... Like the we obviously knew or had a strong feeling that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and were gonna be in this movie, and it, it really hit in the theater to see them. Seeing Daredevil too was awesome, and then all your other legacy villains from those movies, like Green Goblin, Doc Ock. I would say like those two were the standouts for sure. Even Electro, like Jamie Fox did his thing as Electro on that. And then again, in my opinion, Tom Holland acts in this movie like he's. He's leaving yeah. it all out on the floor, like all 60 minutes. He's carrying the ball, shooting, putting up threes, driving to the paint, getting rebounds, getting assists, like everything there. NBA finals for this kid. Really it's did true. his thing. Yeah. Very emotional moment too with Aunt May. Just gut-wrenching. And then the end too, like the tears were flowing like the salmon of Capistrano in the theaters when he had to make that. He made the ultimate Tony Stark sacrifice too, obviously not to the same extent, yeah. but like he had everyone in his life who he cares about and care and care for him forget about who Peter Parker is. Absolutely wild. The fight scene with Green Goblin too, with that music, it's almost like emperor palpatine sith like music that you hear at the end of attack of the clones when count dooku comes and meet up with him in the that back alley area industrial district just chilling love that scene i love this movie like for honestly like this is an a movie for me but i'm looking at the movies ahead like it, it is tough to bump one of them down i'd put this as b given where we're at what are your thoughts on this matt i'm very comfortable with like Okay, the people that say it's just a nostalgic movie, that's the only reason it's good is because of the other Spider-Mans. It's false because of what you just said. The heartbreaking moments, the action, Willem Dafoe and all the other bad guys. Like, what? You nailed it, Eric. Now, is it better than Guardians 3, Avengers, Guardians 1, Black Panther, Endgame? You see, that's where it's tough. So, as the la taking the last B slot, I'm I'm content with that. I know, and I was just yeah. looking at that. I'm thinking, like, okay, is there something we could yeah. maybe swap? I was gonna say out of those ones, it's tough. Like, for me, and this is obviously just my opinion there, but like, Endgame, Black Panther, and Guardians one, I would have above No Way Home. Then I'm looking at Guardians three and Avengers, but obviously Avengers I've mm -hmm. seen way more. And Guardians three I liked a lot. Like I've seen it twice. I went twice to see it in yeah. the theater in the span of like ten days. So it is like. It delivered. I'm just thinking, like, maybe down the road, like, for me, I, I would maybe swap that with Guardians 3, but I think um, it's, a, I guess, a strong B for me. Yeah, I'd be comfortable swapping it for the first Avengers movie, honestly. Yeah, okay, because... If you want to do it. I've seen it now. Just because... Go ahead, Matt, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you go ahead. Like, it's you're pretty much going to say what I, what I was thinking, like... It's aged a little, the first Avengers movie. It's not as, like, perfect as it was in 2012. Um, but, yeah, no, go ahead, Eric. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I've seen No Way Home three times now. It, it still hits. And, like you said, too, more modern, 
more emotional like it's it really and that's what i was looking at gardens yeah. three to maybe swap out where like they cancel each other out in the emotional aspect but i want to say yeah. no way home is better action than gardens three gardens three was good yeah. in terms of like overall cohesiveness but no way home edges it out in a few things for me but yeah avengers like you said maybe has aged a little not poorly but has been topped by other so I, I'm fine with that switch. Like I could I could do that right now. Okay. Okay. We're doing it. It's happening, folks. Sweet. So I think it's who who just I just said Eternals and No Way Home. So now it would be you, Matt, for Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. This should be pretty straightforward. I mean, we have a C spot, a D spot, and an E spot left. Um, and I think these three movies will fit in those three. So. Uh, for Doctor Strange, a little disappointed, not going to lie. A kind of a mess. Well, you're talking about the multiverse. Of course, the movie's going to be a mess and complicated. I don't even know how the casual viewer watched this movie and enjoyed it. I did enjoy some of it. I liked seeing Scarlet Witch as like a badass, like scary. That was cool. But no, this movie for me is average at best. And honestly, I'm going to... It's going to be a D for me, Eric. Doctor Strange 2. Okay. So... I'm going to do some pushback in favor of multiverse here where I think it's better than Black Widow and I would put Black Widow down to D and bump this up to C. But if you don't think it's a C-worthy movie and Black Widow edges it out there, I'm fine with that as well. Honestly, thinking back, Eric, it it was I it was better than Black Widow. Just the action was so much like different, but like the horror elements in Doctor Strange 2 to me like make it like personally, I like that more than the Black Widow movie. So if you want to switch it, I'm good with that. Put multiverse in C and Black Widow in D. I'm totally fine with that. Okay, because I, I also have other switches. Yeah, I do agree yeah. with you that yeah. Overall, it is a letdown. It could belong in D for sure, but I'm also looking at what's below it, and I don't think there's much that could right. up usurp it. And right. They did get some things right. Like, I loved the Scarlet Witch twist to make her a villain. I thought she was great. I thought the integration of, like, the multiverse, while a lot of people were disappointed that they didn't really go crazy with it and give us a bunch of cameos, I like the cameos they gave us. Like, our Mr. Fantastic John Krasinski, I think he did a great job in that role. It was cool seeing, like, a different iteration of Captain Marvel, Captain Carter. Professor Xavier was cool. They all got worked by scarlet mm. witch though <laughs> which was an, a legendary yeah. scene the first time we saw it i liked it a lot like the horror beats hit for me like there was good tension and just suspense there but ultimately i think it had the potential to be a lot more so it, it does fall short overall but i think better than the ones below it so i think c is good for that and put Black Widow in the last D spot. Yes, I think. exactly. So we have one more yeah, C, yeah. Okay. one C and one E. And, and perfect. you would have the honors of <laughs> placing Thor Love and Thunder in its appropriate position now. Which would be E, 100%. Huge disappointment. This is when you go over the board with what worked in part three. I don't want to talk about Thor for too long. <laughs> it's been a marathon. Yeah of a show but like yeah thor 4e period yeah no we haven't gone for a while on this but i agree it's an e for sure it's funny because i actually did enjoy it the first time i saw it but then i saw it again in theaters like an idiot 
and it really did not like it the second time. Um, I, I've already yeah. complained about this stuff I didn't like. Don't need to get into it again. But yeah, it, it was a miss, honestly. Taika, it was given too oh, much yeah. creative freedom. And I hope he doesn't come back, honestly, for the next Thor movie. In saying that I didn't like Thor the OG because it was too serious, I want him to go back now to a more serious and adult Thor in if there's a fifth yeah. movie, like let's make it a little more grittier, darker. I don't know. I don't know where they go with Thor going forward there, but I think E is very accurate for this. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That was quick. Do you want to lead us off with the Black Panther Wakanda Forever, our last movie? So see, like de facto well, see, C or are we C- moving it elsewhere, you think? So this is the question I posed to you, Eric. Do you think Thor won or Captain America won? Should we bump that up to C instead of having Black Panther Wakanda Forever in C? In my opinion, I think Thor or Captain America, those are better movies than Black Panther 2. So one of those should be in C and Black Panther 2 belongs in D, honestly, because it was not at all nearly as good as Black Panther 1. Kind of an overlong movie, in my opinion. It belongs in D because I believe, I think Thor or Captain America, one of those movies definitely better than Black Panther 2. Those are my thoughts. Okay. I was okay with it being in C, honestly. Like, I don't mind Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It is long for sure. I, I like what they, and obviously had to do because of the passing of Chadwick Boseman, giving a tough task to choose yeah, your next Black Panther. True. Making Shuri Black Panther, I don't disagree with. I could have also seen Nakia, who is Lupita Nyong'o's character, become Black Panther, but she just doesn't maybe have enough screen time to be that character. There's for sure stuff they should have cut. Like the, um, the whole Ironheart plot, I think, should have been omitted yeah. entirely. Everett Ross. Like, sure, we like this guy, but like, get him and Valentina DeFontaine off my screen yesterday, please. Yeah. <laughs> no business being there. If you make this a two-hour and ten-minute movie, like, it's a fire movie. You got Namor, who is a great villain. His origin story I liked a lot, like him burning that mansion mm-hmm. when he was a kid. He looked like a stone-cold killer, this kid. He was like nine years old. Like I'd follow that kid if he told me to jump. I say, how I say how high, you know? So I don't think it's that bad, but I also prefer Captain America First Avenger than this. But I know you're not a huge fan, so I don't know uh, what the best play is. I'm also looking at like Ant-Man. Like I could see... Is this know, better than Ant Man and I know. B? Like, in my opinion, Ant Man and B is too high, personally. Do we like? But if you're not a Wakanda, Wakanda Forever guy in B, like that's okay. I'm just thinking, like, is there something else that can move up? Well, let's. I think. I think we should. I like. Yeah, I, I didn't speak highly of Captain America: First Avenger, but I'd, I'd watch that movie any day over Black Panther Two again. I think. I think we put Black Panther Two in. D instead of Captain America First Avenger. What do you think of that, just yep. first of all? Yep, I have no okay. problem with that. Done. Now, okay. for me, like, I'm, I'm okay with where... Yeah, Ant-Man, I think, is our next one. Okay. Um, so what are you bumping up for is it, C? What would be your pick? So, is Ant-Man better than Ultron? Is Ant-Man better than Shang-Chi? Is it better than Doctor Strange? I honestly... I think Ultron's actually better than Ant-Man. It's an overall, like, there's a bigger storyline at stake. You got the creation of Vision. There's some heartbreaking moments, you know, when Quicksilver, like, takes the bullet for uh, Hawkeye. And 
I don't know. There's there's more epicness in Ultron than Ant Man, but there's also Shang Chi, which I I. No, I think I like Ant Man more than Shang Chi. Okay. I think only Ultron would bump up. Ultron would bump Ant Man for me. Man, so what are your thoughts? I'm I'm a Shang Chi guy myself, so I like this right. movie a lot. Like I think there is a spot for it in B in that. We're, if we're comparing it to Ant-Man, for example, like it's you're looking at two origin stories for lesser-known superheroes and taking characters, right. actors who are not really known for these kind of roles. I think Shang-Chi does a better job in terms of origin story in that you really feel for the main character in everything that he's going through in his life. You get a great storytelling technique that's used with all of your flashbacks, slowly finding out more information about what his uprising and upbringing was like. And, uh, like, obviously for me, it's always important there, but much, much stronger villain in his father. His name is escaping me right now. True. Action is, like, yeah. like I said, some of the best we've seen in the MCU, especially for, like, hand-to-hand. The train, the bus fight scene's unreal. The scaffolding in wherever they are, I think it's, like, somewhere mm. in Hong Kong or Shanghai in, um, like, the fighting pits is wild. And... Those are the two off the top of my head there. But then even the fight scene with his dad, when he starts wielding the, the rings. Yeah. Like, I would want Shang-Chi up there myself. <laughs> I'm not attached to Ant-Man too, too much. So, like, if if I'm... I, I trust your opinion, Eric. Like, I know you have good taste. So And you've seen Shang-Chi more than once. Like, I've yeah. only seen it once. So, seen it if, three times. If, if you're saying it's better than Ant-Man, well, let's do it. Let's switch her up. Okay. I do think it, I would definitely recommend a rewatch, man. Like Shang Chi is aged well. Like I would say though, the okay. only thing would be like that. Maybe the the dragon at the end, you could omit that. But I right. think B is okay for Shang Chi, like for what it is and uh, for what it sets up for that character. Like I think he's um he deserves the B spot. That's fair. I'm gonna go on the strength. Like I've only seen it once, so I'm gonna gonna have to rewatch Shang Chi. But yeah, no, that was a, a marathon. I'm but, sweating right now. Like that was a lot. Yeah, it's looking good though. Yeah, I like our lists. Yeah, like our tiers. I like them a lot actually. So obviously, if you're watching yeah. this on YouTube, you can see who's where. But I'll just give a rundown of everything from the top. So S tier: Iron Man, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America: Civil War, Thor: Ragnarok, Avengers: Infinity War, A: Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man No Way Home, B-Tier Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, Shang-Chi, C, Avengers Age of Ultron, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, Captain America the First Avenger, Ant-Man, D, Thor, Iron Man 3, Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, E, Quantumania, Iron Man 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Eternals, Thor Love and Thunder, and then F, Incredible Hulk, Thor the Dark World, which is probably the least surprising thing that Thor the Dark World ended up in the last spot of this list. Oh, man. Long episode. I am still, like, I would like to talk about the future of Marvel because, and I would honestly encourage anyone who hasn't heard our old episodes to go back and listen to us talk about Marvel because the optimism that was in our voices would shock you <laughs> in terms of where we are at now with MCU. Like I never would have thought I'd be like 
worried about where we're going with Marvel. That's kind of where we're at. I'm, I obviously watch right. everything, but it just doesn't really like. You look at that run we talked about in Phase Three, like unbelievable. I don't know if we're ever gonna see that again. Honestly, I don't think so. Yeah, we won't because it's been done before. Like they're they'd have to come up with something so outrageously like new, like it's. Uh, I'm looking at our list and like a lot of the the C to the F is a lot of the newer stuff. So I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Guardians 3 um, is like and E and F E and F are so close there are E and F like it could all be F except maybe for Iron Man 2 let's be real um, agreed nothing too strong there Eternals is like F in my books like if if we don't have oh, Incredible Hulk if we don't have Incredible yeah. Hulk to deal with here I'm throwing Eternals in F horrible yeah cause Ant-Man Quantumania was shorter at least so yeah, yeah. I'd throw Eternals in F in a heartbeat yeah oh. Best trilogy is Captain America trilogy, just because two and three are that good, in my opinion. Or Guardians. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough, man. Like, Guardians, yeah. Captain America, and Spider-Man are, like, obviously my favorite three. They're the strongest, I think, objectively, if you look at them. Like, Spider-Man has the, like, a it was almost BBB, which is perfect. But then we gave No Way Home an yeah. A. And then Guardians 2 has an S- no it doesn't it's a a b but very strong like, yeah and then we got s s c so yeah i know uh, those are some the best trilogies for sure yeah i thought dr strange 2 would maybe give some legs to dr strange in terms of building his own trilogy but yeah didn't live up to the potential um yeah do you have any thoughts on marvel like Anything like you're excited for uh, at this point? Or? Well, not really because I've been disappointed in some of the latest TV shows as well. So kind of disappointed too with like the Jonathan Majors stuff that maybe Disney's being very pre and like they're being, they're jumping the gun too much. Just like when they fired James Gunn and rehired him again. Like maybe like, I don't know if he's guilty or innocent, right? So well, they, they built... They built a whole storyline based off his performance in Loki season one. They said, let's focus on Kang now. And now they might like change their tune. Right, Eric? So I'm very super cautiously optimistic. Like I want it to be good, but like, hell, I don't, I don't think it will be Eric. I'm sorry so, sorry to say, I don't think it's going to be a good future for Marvel. I know it's sad to say, right? Like, and I hate to beat a dead horse here, but like Ant-Man was supposed to be what sends us on this nice trajectory, but now it's looking unclear more than ever. And they haven't made a decision on Jonathan Majors yet. Like he was dropped by like everyone who represents him, like all these projects he was going to be in except for Disney. So I'm uh, curious to see what's going to happen. I am. I think if he's not your guy going forward, you pivot. Like I think, but then the thing is like, they've introduced so many MC, so many multiverse themes that do you recast this character or do you give us like Doctor Doom now as your villain, and you set him mm. up? And that how many years is that going to take to set up? So we're in a tough spot. Like honestly, the best spot like DC is looking like great right now in that they just poached yeah. James Gunn. He's going to be the one like the Kevin Feige now overseeing everything, making sure there's cohesion yeah. and writing and directing like the next uh, Superman movie, which I'm excited for. Jonah Hill was just announced that he was going to be in that. So that's going to be interesting as uh, General Zod, I believe. I don't know. I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't, it's not announced who's <laughs> going to be. 
but yeah, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see, man. Like it's, I'm, I'm excited. Obviously watch their shows they put out, but anyways, if we were to rank the shows, like one of the best things Marvel's put out in phase four and five have been werewolf by night. Honestly, if you haven't seen that, go check that out. That's right. Love that special. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I recommend that the Loki and the WandaVision show were are at the top for me. I haven't even finished every Marvel TV show because of the poor quality. I heard Miss Marvel isn't as bad as like what's in my head, but I, I really don't want to finish that show. Yeah, but uh, it, it didn't finish. Though. I don't know. I don't know. We we can do like when the more Marvel shows come out, we'll watch and we'll talk about them, and we can maybe do a ranking of all the shows once we have ten of them or something. But uh, right yeah. now, it's pretty grim. Yeah. I'm not excited for the Flash movie for DC. I'm not excited for the Flash movie because it's kind of closing the chapter on the last phase. But the new stuff I'm very pumped for, just like you, Eric. The James Gunn stuff I'm very excited for. So Well, apparently, well after the Flash movie, there's going to be Aquaman 2, which apparently is horrendous. Oh, yeah. From like the initial yeah, exactly. screenings there, it's been brutal reception. That's terrible, yeah. This has been a long episode. I still want to recommend a few things. Do you have anything to fire off, Matt? Sure, I'll just fire it off because, like, my brain's, like, I can't think right now. I'll recommend Air. I know you watched it, too. Nice. I loved Air, the Ben Affleck movie about Nike signing Michael Jordan. Because I like movies like that because I'm never bored. The dialogue's great. Is it cheesy sometimes? Sure. Is it super predictable movie? Yeah. Love the characters. Love the cheese. You know, like, all, like, the... (laughs) shoe it's just a shoe until someone steps in it (laughs) quotes like that is like like your review nailed it eric really enjoyed air like it's such a quick easy watch on amazon prime so that's all i'm gonna recommend tonight agreed yeah jesse plemons i mean matt damon really killed it in his role there (laughs) (laughs) and um I know I truly enjoyed it as well. Like I thought the cast overall was really solid. I like that they didn't they while obviously the whole movie is centered around getting Michael Jordan to be the um representative for or the model basically for Nike in this like bidding war yeah. to get MJ was that you never see him really you never see his face in the movie like he wasn't the sole purpose the sole no pun intended purpose of the movie. It was really about like the shoe and the journey for like this uh, scouting guy or to find like a brand and reshape the name of Nike basically. So I I enjoyed the behind the scenes look at it a lot as well. Like it's a a solid one time watch. I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to this movie, but yeah, nothing bad to say about it. Honestly, some good humor too. Funnily enough, I'm going to recommend something that I've done for the first time in years which is going for a run, actually. I went, there's a track next to our place right now. And I went for like seven laps the other day and I experienced what they call a runner's high. Felt fantastic after. I don't know if I'm going to run again ever, but it was fun to do. And now it kind of begged the question, like, do do I want to become like a a 5K guy one day? A 10K guy even, who knows? Probably not 10, but five would be cool to do. I mean, that's a goal maybe to accomplish like next year or something. But I would recommend like if you're a, I'm a, I go for walks every day, but it's, it was fun to go running and I feel like it's going to do wonders for my cardio and hockey as well. Actually, your dad told me that Matt and I saw him a few weeks ago, family get together. He said, watch cardio next year is going to be off the hook. So 
I would recommend going for a run. And afterwards, I'm going to loop my second recommendation. And something I've been doing for like the good span of a week and a half now. End all of my showers with a cold shower. Feels fantastic. What? Yeah, like like a quick, honestly. You're nuts. For as little as five <laughs> seconds to as much as like maybe 15, 20 seconds. Like a little, little spurt there. But, and then when you dry off too, like you feel like you're warming up. Whereas I feel like other way around, if you're going from a warm shower to drying off then, like you feel cold, like you're shivering. Whereas this, the towel offers comfort here. It's soothing you from the cold, excruciating feeling that you just had from that cold shower. Maybe that's a psychotic take, but I think it really like opens the pores up, you know, it gets the juices flowing a little bit. You can start thinking differently, opens your eyes to certain things. Cold showers, strong recommend, especially in this week we're having right now in the 30s. Rip those cold showers, people. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> uh, I've never tried it, Eric. I've never tried it, so just try it. I'm gonna have to do it next time. I'm gonna have to do it next time, which will be easy because it's so hot outside. Actually, it, exactly, so exactly, exactly. Like yeah. yeah, running. Yeah, running. I do. I run once a week, like half hour. Nice. Love it because I get to listen to my music, and it, there's like no one bothering me. I run on a country road. There's like barely any cars. Run past some horses at one point too. My dad's a big runner. I mean, he just finished a 10K in under an hour. Oof. Like, he's he's good? a machine. So, yeah, you know, good. those are solid recommendations. Or one solid recommendation. The cold shower, I'll get back to you next episode. <laughs> yeah, honestly, do it and yeah. report back. I'll let the listeners know, am I crazy oh, or yeah. am I on to something? I will. All right, good. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I have one more thing I could just throw in there. I've um, started reading this book called The Inheritance Game. Uh, my mom recommended it to me, actually. Great book. Like, it's very hard to find a fictional novel that like captivates you from the start. And this book definitely did that for me. It's a page-turner. Very easy to read. I love how it's written. I went into it like completely blind my mom just said it was a good book she didn't even say what it was about i just went into it and i know like obviously i like sometimes do this with my recommendations i don't even say what stuff's about so for this i will give a bit of a background on so in a nutshell it's about a girl who is like kind of struggling to make ends meet and um like suddenly finds herself in a situation where she inherits money. Like it is in the title of the book, right? Inheritance games, but it is not as simple as things seem to be. So there's a lot of twists. There's um, games, you know, inheritance, there's games and stuff. And we, it, for me, like it's a, it reminds me of a lot of young adult book series, but it is set in a, a real world. Like it's not, um, full on, full on fiction, like Hunger Games style or Divergent right. or whatever. And I don't really want to yeah. say what it reminds me of, but I guess I could. It's like, it's a mix of, I guess, Hunger Games in a sense, Harry Potter, and the, oh. mo the movie Knives Out as well. It reminds me. Oh my God. So really? maybe I'm way off on like Hunger Games and Harry Potter, but Knives Out, like 100%, there's, there's something there. So. I would recommend it. Honestly, it's a trilogy, a first of a trilogy, and I'm more than halfway through the first one. Looking forward to getting to the second one already. It's I could definitely see this being adapted into a series of films 
So I would uh, get on the the bandwagon before it's too late. All right, I might have to check that out. Uh, I haven't been reading too too much so at all. So you let me know after the first one, like, because you're yeah. Will do. To be continued. We might do a whole episode on this one day. Who no, knows? This, this is a hundred percent not gonna be a crimes and punishment situation. Like I'm I'm finishing this okay. book. Okay. Guarantee that. All right. All right. I know you will because it's not 900 pages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a tight, like, 400 yeah. or something. Yeah. But no, that's it for me. Um, it's just been really busy. Plus, I can't even think right now. It's, yeah, it's been a good episode. Oh, for sure. It's been a great episode. Just uh, maybe our longest one. I'm not sure. Anyways. It's up there. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of the longer ones we've done. So, like I said, I hope you've all been able to watch this on YouTube. If not, you know, maybe run it back. Watch a second, listen a second time. Why not? And just, we will be posting all of our episodes on YouTube there. So, if you want to check them out, if you want a visual cue, like, just go check them out there. It's a good fun, an added layer to the experience. But, yeah, Matt, um, great stuff. Again, any final notes for the listeners? Yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening Hope you enjoyed this episode. It was I had a blast doing it. Let let me know if you agree with our rankings. If you would switch up some stuff, but I, I think we had a pretty solid tier ranking. So uh, just thank you everybody for listening and enjoy summer. Yeah, agreed. Let us know what you thought about our rankings. That we bungle certain things or some things criminally underseated, others others overrated. Let us know in the comments. Message us however you want to go about it. So yeah, thanks a lot everybody for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to enjoy the warm weather. And yeah, peace. I also want to say, so editors note that we did receive submissions from you guys, the listeners, for your favorite Marvel movies as well. So... That was a brain. I'm recording this right after recording our episode. So that was a quick brain fart on my part. You know, there was a lot going on. It was a long episode. But I do want to just give some shout outs to the people who responded to our story. Off the top, we got from the homie Daniel Roloc and Basam Issa. They both submitted Infinity War as their favorite MCU movie. My cousin Dan submitted No Way Home or Endgame. Justin Mochtinger, the homie, also submitted Avengers Endgame. And then the homie Kilsin Ud submitted Deadpool as her favorite movie, which I said Deadpool is not an MCU movie, but she said that's still her pick. So I'm like, all right, sounds good. I'm, I'm sending it on the podcast. So I'm a man of my word. Deadpool's on the pod. <laughs> great movie. I mean, it's a, it's a great movie. Now, now we're done for real. So again, thank you all for listening. Uh, continue to stay safe. And yeah, peace. <laughs>